Hey there. Hi there. Oh there. We have a lot to talk about this week. But to get it kicked off, we're going to start with that seamless second. Mm -hmm. I feel like I need a jingle here. Do-do, do-do. Boo. What's your single? Six. <laughs> good crack. What's uh, your seamless second? Well, speaking of good crack, um... <laughs> Okay, my seamless second, um, I'm going to do two recommendations really quickly for movies or TV shows that um, we don't cover on the podcast, but I think are really good. Uh, first one is the miniseries Chernobyl. It's, it's five episodes long. It's on HBO. Um, it details the aftermath and the cleanup of the 1986 Chernobyl explosion incident. Really bad. One of the deadliest nuclear explosions in history. I think one of the things in the show that really stood out to me is when they kept asking the scientists, like, how do you fix this? How do we clean it up? And he's like, I don't think you understood. You understand nothing has happened on this planet before. Like, I don't know how to fix this because it's never happened before. And it also kind of shows, like, the efforts of the firefighters and, like, all of the nurses and doctors and um, the coal miners who had to dig this critical tunnel. Um... And all in an effort to clean up. Kind of the stories you've never heard before. I really recommend it. It's very great acting. Even though it's all set in Russia, but they all have a British accent. So. And that's on Anne Frank. Yeah. And then my second one is a movie, I think, directed by... Uh, hold on. I don't, I don't want to mispronounce his name. Uh, let's see. Hello? Bong Joon-ho. He is the director of Parasite, which everybody and their mother... Um, is on crack about. <laughs> and I'm actually going to watch it tonight, so... Yeah. Um, Snowpiercer, it's set in the future where um, the Earth is in a new ice age. And uh, after the a failed attempt to fix global warming, so now everybody's frozen, and the last remaining humans are on a train that goes all around the world, and they're all separated into classes. I've heard of this. It's really good. I didn't think it would be good. It's a really good movie. Uh, Chris Evans is the lead. I think, you know, I've always thought Chris Evans was, like, a good actor. But this movie, he's, I mean, this is, like, it shows all his potential in this movie. It's really good. I don't know Chris Evans, but he is one of the four Chris's of Hollywood. Yeah, he's Captain America. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I would never make it on a celebrity trivia show, like, at all, because I don't know anybody. But those, um, that TV show and that movie are my recommendations. You know, I heard of Chernobyl, like, the show, um, on Coffee with Rachel a long time ago, and they were talking about how, like, emotionally draining it is to watch it. Yeah, I, I know, like, I always heard reviews where people are like, it's really hard to watch. I don't, there's one episode that's really hard to watch. It has to do with, like, animals and stuff like that. I, I, it was just, ooh, it was horrible. But, like, it is hard, but I wouldn't say it's, like, emotionally draining. It's, I think it's very important to watch it, actually. Because, like, when I was talking to some people, I, they, were, they were like, I don't even know what that is. I'm like, I'm... Mm. They didn't know about the explosion? I don't know. And you, you still can't go back. No, it's, uh, yeah. It's banned. Yikes. Yikes. Snowpiercer I'd heard of, but the name kind of put me off. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And the whole, like, poster, it kind of looks, like, dystopian. Like, dystopian team. Like, divergent. But we're going to slice him up. We're going to attack the government. Yeah. But it's it's a really good movie. Yeah. 
Well, you heard it here, folks. Doll over here, she said, here's the tea. And what's your seamless second? Okay, so this is the last week I'm going to do this, I promise. <laughs> okay. <coughs> so earlier, was it this It was either this week or last week. I heard about my baby boy. He putting out two new music videos, y'all. Oh, what the heck? He's going to put out one for Watermelon Sugar. I guess in case we have new listeners, who is your baby boy? <laughs> <laughs> I can't because I'm going to cry. Okay. Harry Styles. <laughs> okay, cool. My baby. He out here is going to... Let me Hold on, let me just start over. Harry Styles, my baby boy, my angel, my sweetheart. He said we're going to put out two music videos. One for Watermelon Sugar and one for Falling. Okay. Which Falling kind of... I was kind of... Oh, shit. They were going to do that. I knew there had to be a video for Watermelon Sugar because it's one of the singles. I'm talking so fast. But it's all, like, 70s beachy, and it's, like, all these girls are like, yeah, we have different body types, and we're running on the beach with Harry Styles. We're playing with watermelons. And falling, somebody in, I think, California said that, like, in one of her, like, neighboring houses or whatever, you could hear falling, like, blasting, and they were shooting inside this house, and they created this fake sunlight thing. But the real news I wanted to talk about was the fact that the Pepsi pre-Super Bowl show thing got canceled in Miami and who was going to perform there on their birthday? H. Styles. Hmm. And who got a bunch of flack for it? H. Styles. Because before everyone was complaining because they were all like Oh, I know what you're talking about. Because at first I, I didn't know what you're talking about, but was it because of weather? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. There were storms and they made everyone evacuate. Which, you know, that is not anybody's fault. Like, weather is weather. Yeah. It, who are you going to blame? Like, Harry Styles or Poseidon? Like, who are you going to blame? Really. I mean, poor planning in terms of, like, let's look at the forecast. But, hey, weather is weather. Anyway, people were getting really mad when he had agreed to do it. Because everyone was like, Black Lives Matter in the NFL. And, whoa. Crazy, and I'm not get putting like any opinion two cents into it because that's not my business, that's not my place. But I was kind of like taken aback a little bit that there was so much controversy. I didn't know there, that was. I didn't realize that was like a Pepsi pre Super Bowl. I thought that was just a regular Harry Styles concert. Mm-mm. Hmm. It was like with Pepsi. Oh, and Pepsi just mm, nobody's gonna be letting that go for a long I know. time. Pepsi is problematic, but the thing <laughs> and they're is- gross. I mean, like, literally, it's not good. <laughs> if you're gonna drink something that's gonna destroy the enamel on your teeth, at least go with Coke. Yeah. I'm just saying. But, Coke. The good crack? Anyway. <laughs> like, they were getting mad because of the whole NFL, Black Lives Matter, whatever. Because, you know, it's for the NFL, the Super Bowl. Um, and he has these Black Lives Matter stickers on his guitar. And he didn't say anything about it. Like, he didn't address any of the controversy. So, a lot of people are like, I'm not standing anymore. Uh. Why does he have to say, like, I don't know. Maybe just, some people, sometimes you just can't look too much into things. I know. Like, I'm like, I don't think this is him making a statement. Like, I don't care. Like, but at the end of the day, celebrities are celebrities. And look, they're here to make money. Like, I'm not yeah. out here trying to, like, you know, whatever. But they're here to make those dollars. And you never, like, someone brought up a good point. They were saying, well, you don't know, like, if he's under contract or whatever, and he can't say anything until it's over, blah, 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 whatever. And then it got canceled, and then no one talked about it again. And I just want to know, like, is this an issue? Is this something to get angry about? 
we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Exactly. If you don't know, don't add anything to it. I just think, number one, are there issues with, like, Black Lives Matter and, like, the NFL controversy with Colin Kaepernick and all that? Yeah. Are people talking about it as much as they did, like, two years ago? No. No. But also, he's not American either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I feel like, I'm not trying to say, like, racial problems don't exist outside of the U.S., but, like, it's not to the degree that we have issues. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, it's his job. Just let him do his thing. It's kind of like when um, Timothy Chalamet signed on to do that Woody Woody Allen Allen movie with Selena Gomez, and there was all this, like, controversy. I think that was all before everything kind of... I mean, Woody Allen's kind of always been controversial, but I think that was before everything kind of went down. And... I think I heard somewhere where, like, Selena Gomez donated all her proceeds to something. I think they both did. But it's, like, contracts prevent you from doing certain mm-hmm. things. Yeah. And that's also when, like, people, like, bash actors who work under the Weinstein Company, which is, like, Harvey Weinstein's um, company. But, like, even before everything came out about him, it's, like, they didn't even, like, know they probably didn't know. Or maybe they did. I don't or know. Or they heard rumors. Yeah. Or, like, they didn't even work directly under him. It was his company. And I'm not trying to justify this culture of, like, please don't say anything if you see something controversial. Yeah. But it's, like, sometimes when it's your job on the line, you don't really have, like, that much freedom. Mm-hmm. Like, this Pepsi thing, I'm just going to say it. I love the man. I really do. But I'm like, it was probably just like, I'm here to make some money. I want, but like, I want to perform. Yeah. But also, I'm here to make some money. It kind of also reminds me, I was telling you about the Taylor Swift documentary. Uh, Miss Americana recently came out. And it was actually a lot about um, the uh, midterm election in Tennessee. And it was like, it's very obvious that Taylor just, like, didn't speak out about everything because people expected her just to keep quiet. And, like, she would also be, like, when like when you're... They want you to be a nice girl, so you don't mm-hmm. put any opinion in there. She was also under a lot of contracts and stuff to where she couldn't say anything. And finally, she was just like, you know what? I'm my own woman. I'm going to speak out about what I want to. And even then, like, people, like, advised her against it. But she chose to do her own thing. Like, if you sign an NDA, like, there are things you just can't talk about. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. They're like, well, maybe he'll say something after the concert's over and everything's whatever. But the concert didn't end up happening because of, you know, storms. Mm -hmm. And I just feel conflicted because I remember reading, I think it was in Rolling Stone. That in itself is controversial. They love just, like, twisting things. I just, something about Rolling Stone features, I just, I love reading Well, they're awesome, I mean, they are, they're, like, juicy. They're so interesting to me. But they were talking to him about, like, the stickers on his guitar and stuff. And they were like, what's the deal with that? Like, why don't you ever talk about, like, issues or whatever? And he's like, because I don't want to seem like that guy that's like, oh, look at me. I'm, like, the nice guy or whatever. Mm -hmm. But also, he hasn't, like, fully dedicated himself to a cause, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm overstepping. Well, I think even just, like, asking about stickers... Just like, well, what's the deal with stickers? What's the deal? What's the deal with them? It's just like they're stickers. What do you want me? To- well, he has like a rainbow flying and like yeah. Black Lives Matter and like, a, like what is it like? 
in gun violence or something. I don't know, but, like, that that brings up the whole conversation where, like, why don't you ever talk about your sexuality? It's the man's own business. Like, I know. Not everything has to be broadcasted to the universe. Yeah. Well, I wanted to bring up really quickly, unless you had any more to say. No, Queen, you say whatever you want. Um, we recently watched the trailer for All the Bright Places. Um, we are going to review that when it comes out. I think it was out February 28th, but we can't do it that week. Because that's a, I don't remember, I think we're doing part two of our school mm-hmm. episode, so we're going to do it the next week, and I don't know, I'm kind of excited about it. Me too. Yeah. Those kind of movies, like the cheesy, like, teen romance, those are, like, what I live for. It's probably not going to be that good, but you know what? It puts me in a good mood, I would say that. They make me so happy. And you know, I said it before, like, Justice Smith, he's cute. He's cute. Elle Fanning out here slaying the screen once again. Mm-hmm. The glasses... <laughs> I don't know what's to do with the glasses. The depression, the post-its. <laughs> it reminds me of Dan. I we I've already brought up Dance Moms today, but you know there was an episode where Melissa was wearing glasses, and Christy even says like Melissa's wearing glasses today because she can't um, cry as much with her contacts in. <laughs> oh my god. Uh yeah. Anyways, let's move on to our review. Horse girl galloping in. What seems like a pretty innocent comedy, uh, poking fun at horse girls. It is not. It is not. It's all about mental illness going into conspiracy theories, alien abductions. Is What is real? What isn't? It's very psychological. Mm-hmm. And I think, I'm just going to say, like, one of the things I really appreciate about the movie is that you... S- you kind of see it from her perspective the entire time so it does make you question like what is real especially the ending because the ending happened I was like what's going on but then like once you think about it it's like I don't want to like should we go okay I'm like trying to think yeah because the ending is like a whole nother thing so it stars one of the Brie's of Hollywood Allison Brie not our Brie Larson no (laughs) no 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 so she's out here, you know, working at this craft store, living her best life, telling people what kind of paints to buy. And she gets this little DNA testing kit from one of her coworkers or boss, I don't know. I think it's her coworker. Her coworker Joan for her birthday. It's like, "Here you go, baby. That's a big birthday gift cuz those things are not cheap." I think like $80 or something like that. I would love to do one, but you know, $80. <laughs> Same. Also, I'm kind of like paranoid cuz I'm like, mm, DNA." Yeah. But yeah, so she gets that for her birthday because she's always like, it's so cool because, you know, my grandma, everyone always says I look like my grandma. I will say, okay, one of the things about that scene is Joan, I knew it's going to be brought up, the white woman, you know. Oh, 90, my God. 96% Irish. And then she's like, I'm from West Africa. I'm from West Africa, she's Sarah. Like, I am from Senegal. And I'm like, and then... Um, Sarah is like, oh, well, I think I'm Irish. Everyone always says I look Irish. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, maybe we're Irish sisters. And now she was like, Irish West African sisters. And I was like, oh my god. I- it, it was it was funny though because it was poking fun at like the the caucasity yeah. of it all. Yeah, or the people who are like, I'm Native American. It was like, well, they were here first, so that makes sense. I know you all thought I was white, but actually, I'm 0.27% West African. So, uh, don't be talking smack. Like, I'm going to be getting that scholarship. <laughs> I'm going to be getting my cornrows in tonight. Like, stop. Um, anyways, not 
not important to the film at all. It's just, no. like, a little fun portion. But, you know, um, she does the DNA test. She, she finds it suspicious. Nothing has come back yet. Um, but it's being brushed off. But, you know, Sarah, let's talk about Sarah a little bit. She's, you know, it kind of made me feel a little self-conscious at first. I'm not going to lie. Saw a little of myself in her, you know, sitting at home, watching TV. And Debbie Ryan comes in and be like, you're not going to go out for your birthday? Like, what are you doing? Not everyone's a party girl, Debbie. Maybe she just wants to make some anklets. <laughs> that was the most, like, specific line. Just making anklets. <laughs> like, what? What if she said, just making loom bracelets? I would have been <laughs> crying. Yeah. But Debbie comes in. Debbie's her roommate, and then Debbie has a boyfriend, Brian, and then Brian has a roommate, Darren. Mm -hmm. And Darren also happens to be the name of one of the main characters in the show that Sarah's latched onto since her mom's death a year prior. Mm -hmm. It's Purgatory. Yeah, Purgatory. It's kind of made her, like, um, feel better. It's, like, a way to help with her trauma. And the whole thing of the show is, like, paranormal activity. It, it, this is important, I promise you. Um, it's par- paranormal activity. There's uh, clones involved in one episode. It kind of looks like the X-Files. Yeah, it does. Um, it's it's very important to the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, okay, Debbie is trying to be a good roommate. She's concerned about Sarah because she's kind of a loner. Kind of, like, okay, here's the deal. Sarah's not that weird in the beginning. Like, yeah, she's kind of a little, like, cringy, but it's not anything crazy. She obviously has, like, social anxiety Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And, but, I mean, she was in her element in that craft store. She said, she said, you know what? I think in a teaching environment, these kind of paints are more important than acrylic painting. You know, if you add a little water, you're going to get a creamy type. <laughs> That's seriously what she like. She's like, and then it dries. It has a shiny finish. Mm-hmm. And, like, she knew what she was talking about. And then she was helping that other lady find that fabric, which, okay, so I had to rewatch the beginning of this movie this morning because last night when I started it, I was, like, halfway asleep, did not know what was going on. And the tarot lady who comes up to her talking about colors of energy. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice this before, but the fabric that she pulled for that woman, like, she was like, it's, it's like comfort and stuff is the same fabric she gets wrapped in later in the movie. Really? Are we talking about, like, the, like, the phone scene or, like, the scene she, like, in her, I guess it was, like, a dream. Not a dream. The but phone like, scene. Okay, the phone scene. And she's, like, wrapped in, like, that Joan wrapped okay. around, the, like, the fabric. Yeah. It's the same fabric. Okay, I didn't know if you meant, like, later in the film where she was, where she'd be doing that weird stuff. I said, Sarah, girl, what you doing? <laughs> I said, girl, what you doing, girl? I was like, what am I watching it? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so she is kind of weird. Debbie's kind of trying to bring her out of her shell a little bit. She's not really, like, mean at first. She's definitely kind of judgy. She's concerned, I would say. I think she's more concerned for herself because she's like, man, I got a weird roommate. I got to do something about this. She's like, I got to make her seem cool so Brian will think she's cool. You know, she tries to give her, like, more modern outfits. You know, I, I didn't think... I I, th- I kind of liked Sarah's style a little bit. Her shirts were a little questionable. The plaid one she was wearing at the doctor's office was a little ugly. It's a little horse girlish. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little horse girlish. But, but her, the one dress was cute. Yeah, and the pants were. You know, she was really going for that '90s mom jeans vibe. Yeah, it made me question the time period of this movie because I, I was like, was is 90s. this modern? You know what? I just noticed. So the whole deal in the movie, she kind of she's messed with time. Mm-hmm. She's really wrapped up in the concept of time. So, like, in, like she drives an old car, a 90s car. She kind of dresses like she's in the 90s. So, I don't know. That kind of made me, like, think, you know, 
they did that on purpose. Well, like, there's specifically a scene that stood out to me. It's the scene... So, her mom, who died, um, she killed herself. She, t- she overdosed on pills. She... Sarah finds her mom in this bathroom. And the outfit that she's wearing in that scene is very, like, late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. And I was like... But then I said, I know it's modern. Because Darren was talking about cell phones at their dinner. So I'm like, I know it's not said then. I know it's modern because the girl later in the film that I guess she's... I, I'm guessing it was a hallucination. Um, she says, yeah, I... Um, I woke up in 1990, or I went to sleep in 1995, and I woke up now, and I don't know anybody, and there's all these new buildings. So I'm guessing it is modern times, and just, like, I, I kind of guess it was modern times, because some people do still dress like that, like, or not still, but, like, it's coming back in fashion, and people still do drive cars, and there was, I think her stepdad was wearing, or was driving a Tesla, I'm pretty sure. I don't remember. I think it was a Tesla. Yeah, because I saw the little, <laughs> that sign. The squiggly googly. Yeah. Um, so I think it is Martine's, but you know, the movie does try to mess with the whole concept of that. I think Sarah's trying to convince everyone around her that she's okay all the time, because when they, when she's first asked about her birthday plans, like, Joan's like, oh, like, what are you doing for your birthday? And Sarah's like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna go out with my friends. She doesn't really have friends. I think that's very common. Like, I'll find myself doing, being like, yeah, I'm gonna go hang out with friends, because I'm, like, embarrassed to say, like, oh, I'm just going to spend time alone at my apartment. I just don't think birthdays are that big of a deal. That's my thing. I'm like, birthdays, I'm like, eh. It's just another like, day. There's, there's other important times to celebrate, you know? For real. Like, I'm cool with getting dinner and going home. But she even asks her Zumba instructor, like, what she's doing, like, later in the day. Sad. And I, I, felt, I felt her in that. I said, mm. don't be asking your instructors anything. She's like, thanks for a great class, so what are you up to later? Mm-hmm. Girl's like, oh, I'm maybe hang out with some friends. And Sarah's like, that's cool. That's the thing. Okay, here's the thing. When the Zumba instructor said maybe hang out with friends, like, I don't know. That's it. I, I'm the type of personality where I have to make plans ahead of time. I can't just be like, yeah, I guess I'll just call my friends, see if they want to hang out. No, no, we, we, we got to be on the right schedule. Yeah, we don't have the same timeline or yeah. whatever. And But some people are different, you know? Debbie's like... Brian, call up Darren. Brian's like, you know, I think Darren's busy. And she's like, call up Darren. Call Darren now, Brian. Siri, call Darren. <laughs> and then they have this baker's dozen talk. I was like, what are y'all talking about? Uh, like, Darren is the only one with a brain cell in that room. He's well, like, they were obviously a little baked. <laughs> they're obviously a little, um... They've been fried. They've been eating those bagels. <laughs> they've been uh, just... <laughs> and Darren's like, Baker's Dozen is 13. And then Brian's like, it's a concept album. You can't bring it up. It's a concept album. It's a concept album. As if that's just like, oh, it's it's a prototype. <laughs> We're still working through the flaws. You wouldn't get it because it's a concept album. And he just kept saying it. And Sarah, she's kind of like already into Darren because of like the whole name thing. And Darren is not into Sarah because he's like really hung up on his ex. Yeah, but then later in the night, they, you know, they'd be doing those weird alien dances. And, you know, Debbie and Brian are obviously like, yeah, they're perfect for one another. (laughs) They're having a good old time. Mm -hmm. And then they go on that second date. Well, should we, like, what what goes on in between that second date? So she starts losing time. 
Oh, yeah. Well, I guess the first instance is she goes to sleep at 11.02. And then she goes to sleep, and then she wakes up at a phone booth, like, all the way across town. Shirts on backwards and all that. She goes back home. It's 11.04. She's obviously lost the concept of time somehow. She finds scratches on the walls. There's, like, she's woken up in a car, and there's scratches on the car. And she has, like, bruises. Yeah. That's the whole thing where it's, like... You're cutting through, like you're cutting through some drywall with your fingers. How are you? Like how is that possible? Like how long are you scratching for? Like girl, let's question it all. Mm-hmm. But okay, with the whole like loss of time, I don't know if anyone else can relate to this. I feel like I've had that before, where like you look at the clock and it's you know let's say it's ten thirty, and then you like look off for a second and then you look back and it's like seven a.m. But I don't think that's what, I mean, I think I, like, more can relate to that. But I think with her, it's, like, she thinks she's been gone longer, whereas you think you've been gone shorter. And I think that's just more of, like, you've been concentrating on something for so long that you've lost the concept of time. I think that's more normal for people. Whereas for her, she's obviously going through a psychotic break Mm -hmm. because she thinks, like, three hours has passed. And later in the film, she's like, I've only been here for one day, but three days have passed. Mm -hmm. I just think, I wonder, like, what it, what does that mean? You know what I mean? Because I heard someone say, like, I try to do everything I can before I go to sleep because I know, like, sleeping is basically time traveling into the future. That's where, I, that's where I'm like, because I'm like, you know what? I, I got to stay up as long as I can. For real. <laughs> I'm like, I got to consume as much as I can before I have to go to bed and be awake to yeah. repeat for school. And I used to have that a lot in middle school where, like, time would just, like, disappear. I think... Okay, so what I think it is, I think it is a step away from reality, but I think for her, it's more, like, aggressive and serious, whereas with us, it's like, oh, it's just, like, a common thing. Like, it's not gonna ruin our lives to do that, but for her, it's, like, her whole life. She's so confused. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I'm not here trying to diagnose anybody, but I think what she has is, like, psychotic depression, where it's, like, more she has depression to where she can't even admit it. And she's trying to step away from her own reality and create her own. And that's why time's being all crazy. That's why she thinks she's her grandmother. That's why she thinks she's a clone. And I know this makes no sense right now. But, like... She's kind of, ma- like, manic. Yeah, and I think that's what's happening because, you know, she can't deal with the trauma of her friend's, like, brain injury. You know, the friend she goes and visits where she's obviously, like... She can't remember anything. Um, you know, her mom's death. She can't deal with, like, her social anxiety. So I think, like, she has this psychotic depression where she goes into a whole other state of reality. And that's her break. And the clone thing is, like, a way of coping. Yeah. And, like, even... Like, she didn't even... She couldn't even admit she has depression. She's like, oh, on a scale one to ten, I've only had a one. Like, she can't admit that. Because I think she's scared... She says she's her grandmother because she's scared of finding out that she's similar to her mom. Mm-hmm. Get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the whole clone thing. So, she has these photos of her grandmother, like, in her apartment or whatever. And at first, I never really paused to look at the pictures. Because it didn't seem important. Mm-mm. And I didn't really think they looked that alike. Like, she kept talking about, we look exactly the same. So, did they use the same picture of Allison Bree? I don't know. Because I didn't think it looked like her. But maybe that's her just, like... Again, convincing herself that... I mean, because, you know, some people will be like, Oh my goodness, you look so much like your grandmother when you're younger. But then you look at it and you're like, Did I? Did I? I don't think I look like anybody. But 
I would have to go back and pause and look because I was not really paying attention at first. But she kept saying that to, like, everybody. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, convinced that she's a clone because of the show that she watches. And there's this guy who is, like, a plumber or whatever who she also thinks is a clone. Because she see, she has these weird dreams where she's in this white space. And there's a girl beside her and there's a man beside her. And she starts seeing the man in real life. And the man is, like, there. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's there. Yeah. I don't know. Because we've never seen him with, like, anybody else except for his wife, who she could have just made up to. I think everybody that she saw is there. But here's the deal. Your brain cannot generate, like, new faces. She probably just saw him in passing one day. and But, like, didn't recognize him still. Like, she was probably just, like, on autopilot doing her own thing and saw him and then like, later on went to sleep. That's why, like, in in your dreams, sometimes you dream about people that you don't know, because mm-hmm. it's probably just someone that you saw in passing. Like, it could be someone who was standing behind you in the grocery line, or yeah. someone who passed you in a car. It's your subconscious remembering them rather than you itself. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, but she kind of stalks, she stalks him a little bit. She, like, it's really the whole like store scene at the plumbing is like really creepy. She was low key trying to seduce him. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I thought he was getting. He was just like, uh, okay. And she's like, can you come over and like fix my plumbing? Even though she has scratches on the wall that she obviously needed to get, to get rid of. Um, so and then she kind of, she's disappointed when she finds that he sent another worker. But she's still asking questions. And Debbie is going off. I mean, Debbie, she comes in like talking about. We rent this place, Sarah. We This is not our responsibility. Have you died from poisoning yet from the water? No. Listen, I know I have money because I'm dating 21 pilots, but hey, or I'm engaged <laughs> to or married or whatever. Both of the 21 pilots. <laughs> Both of them? Like, that I have money, but let me tell you something. Your little craft job at great lengths ain't paying the bills, honey. And she's like, you can fix the thing on the wall yet? Which I'm that's that's the whole thing that I'm still worried about. Like, what is with the the scratching? I said y'all gonna get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that whole thing goes on, and then she goes on a date with Derek. I think that's all that's passed. Mm-hmm. So, well, she kind of talked to Joan about some of the stuff. Um, Joan is kind of like, you know, maybe you should talk to someone. Maybe you should just relax and chill. Yeah. And then, well, she goes to the doctor. Mm-hmm. For her and, nosebleeds. Yeah, for her nosebleeds. Which I think is just, like, she has nosebleeds. Mm-hmm. And, um, she's 11. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Time traveling. <laughs> um, so, she starts talking to her uh, doctor, who is not specialized in any of this. But, you know, once you, if you're in that environment, you might as well just open up and they can, like, help you, like, proceed to bring you to other people or whatever. Reference you. And she's like, you know what? I, like, I'm kind of convinced that I'm a clone. Like, do you think that's real? What about alien abductions and stuff like that? He's like, you know what? I'm not really a specialist in that kind of stuff, but also I'm a little skeptical of that stuff. He's like, you know, I could refer you to a psychiatrist. And she's like, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Which I can get from, like, her perspective being told, like, maybe you should talk to a psychologist or psychiatrist. Like, that's automatically somebody saying, like, you're obviously crazy. You're mentally ill. Yeah, and she's probably like, no. Like, because she's denying everything. She thinks she's fine. Um, so, she's not into that. And then she goes on a date with Darren. Darren. Ew. Darren. And, you know, Darren seems interested. 
Uh, he apologizes. For talking about his ex. Yeah. And they start talking about, you know, conspiracy theories. You know, some people just like talking about conspiracy theories. And for Darren, it seems like this is just kind of lighthearted fun. Like, maybe this is a hobby that Sarah has. Like, oh, she's interested yeah. into, like, you know, theories. They could watch Shane Dawson conspiracy theories at the end of the day. And Darren, like, plays along with it. He's like, yeah, 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 the aliens and the pyramids. Which, when he was talking about that, I was low-key. I was like... Yeah, and he seems interested too, but just on, like, an innocent level. Like a surface level, and he's kind of trying to appeal to her, almost like, oh, like, we have the same interests, but Sarah reads it as, like, finally, someone who believes me, I have to show him everything. So, she basically takes him to the plumber's house, which he is, like, at first, he doesn't even seem that creeped out, Mm -hmm. which I found creepy. I'm like, wow, she finally found her person. (laughs) Um, He's like, really? That's the guy? And then she takes him to um, the graveyard where her mom is. And he's like, why are you taking me here? She's like, we're going to dig up my mom. We're going to take her DNA. And blah, 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 blah. I'm going to show that I'm a clone. And he's obviously like, no. But one of the things I found funny is like, we don't even have a shovel. (laughs) If we had a shovel, I guess we could do it. She pulled out like a butter knife to like dig this hole in the ground. She has scissors, not even a butter knife. Scissors. (laughs) What are you going to do, cut her skin open? What are you going to do, mow the grass? <laughs> and she starts pointing it at him, and she's, like, having a little, not even a little breakdown. She's having a breakdown because she thinks he lied to her. Mm-hmm. And, like, from her perspective, and I will say, I, keep, I know I keep saying that, she... Seems, everything seems real. Everything seems real. She, of course, it would seem like she's hurt. Um, and... You know, he's like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to leave you here in the graveyard. Let's go home. She starts screaming help. And, you know, that's when a man got to run. <laughs> a man's got to go. We got to skedaddle. Uh, you know, she arrives home somehow. I guess she walked. I, I think know. she teleported. She teleported. She, she, she just you went, tricked me. She went to sleep and <laughs> there she was. Okay, if y'all haven't seen that show on YouTube, Premium or Red or whatever it's called. <laughs> what is it? What is it? It's like the one where it's like the girl has the seizures oh, and she like teleports. Um, Shoot, I don't remember. It's like one of the only sci-fi shows. It's honestly a good show. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I don't know. It's one of the only sci-fi shows, guys. There's not that many. If I wasn't trying to think of the name, I would be able to tell you, but I can't. Yeah. Um, But she goes home. Debbie and... I know her name's not Debbie in the show, but I can't remember her name. I don't know what it is either. Um, Debbie and Brian are like, hey, what happened? And... No, like, she, oh my goodness, I remember now. <laughs> she had that whole thing where she was, like, putting the scent around or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. She I forgot got, about that. Okay, so she met this tarot lady at the craft store, and she was trying to find fabric for her shop or whatever, and she's like, yeah, take my business card, I'll give you a discount. Colors have energies. The rain has healing powers or whatever. And she gives her a sage stick or, like, a, whatever, and she lights it and is trying to, you know, purify her home. With these curtains and all that, my girl was doing a lot. Mm-hmm. And Debbie's coming in talking about, "What are you doing?" And she had the like the blender on. What was the blender thing about? Something about the uh, the frequencies or something. Oh, something about the 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 alien pyramid thing he was talking about. I don't know. She didn't make any freaking sense. And <laughs> Debbie was like, "Debbie was like, we got a call from Zeran." And he yeah. said that you're, like, stalking him and stuff. I'm like, stalking who? The stalking thing was... Okay, I didn't really understand what she meant. Like, he, she was stalking... She wasn't stalking Darren. They went mm-hmm. on a date. I'm like, I mean, she was stalking the plumber. Yeah. 
And I was like, Debbie? Girl, you don't got the facts. Maybe Debbie's the one that's making this stuff up. Maybe Debbie's the alien that built the pyramids. Ooh. And then our girl Allison, Sarah, she goes to her room and she... <sighs> this was the weirdest scene I've... Weirder than the final breakdown scene. Because she's, like, fully freaking out, and she walks through one door, and it reminded me of the 1975 video for, um, It's not living if it's not with you. She walks out this door, and she is at work. Like, she's in her house, and then she's at work. But we should probably preference, she was in the shower, naked, and then she walks through the store, naked, open customers there I thought she was just I thought it was kind of like a dream or Same. where like nobody would pay attention to her like you're naked but like nobody's paying attention yeah, to her everything else is normal oh. and you're just the odd one out oh no something happened and you know it was nighttime before now it's daytime in the store she walks in the store the, from the back of the store fully naked in front of the customers and they don't even seem faced until she starts like screaming and stuff yeah. well at first they're like <laughs> and then she's like Joan Joan and Joan's like, close the store. It's an emergency. Shut it down. It's a nine one one Sarah Horse Girl emergency. That's the scene that confused me the most because everything else I could see like logically what was going on. Like she was sleepwalking. She was like doing all this. This I have no idea what happened. Mm-mm. I guess she must have. She the, lost time again. I'm trying to think. Okay, so like maybe she fell asleep in the shower, or like. And then Debbie just went to work. So she left. Well, she had them in dress. Like, cause somebody would approach her, like, in public if she was naked. But if she was so, like, out of it. I don't know. I don't know. Some, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Allison, you let me know, girl. You just call me up and give me the tea. Yeah. But she walks in there and, you know, Joan grabs that fabric that I was talking about before and drapes it over her. And they go into, like, I guess the employee break room or something. And Joan is on the phone. Or no. Okay. Allison's on the phone. Yeah. Or Allison. Sarah's on the phone. And Joan is talking, but Sarah can hear what Joan is going to say before Joan says it. Mm -hmm. That scene was honestly my favorite scene. That's the scene where everything started. Like, nothing was making sense at that point. Because you could justify everything else. Like, sleepwalking. All this and that. This... I don't even know what was going on. It was kind of eerie. Like, mm-hmm. it was kind of scary at that yeah. point. I was like... At that point, I was like, are there... Like, what is this turning into? And what happens next? Like, doesn't she get she, checked in? Yeah, she gets checked into a hospital, and they ask her a bunch of They ask her a question. <laughs> um, they ask... They just ask her a bunch of questions about her mental health, and one of them was, what... Well, what's something that would keep you from killing yourself? She says my horses. <laughs> my horses. But they, she also says my job, too. And then they're like, what's your, what's your job? She's like, I'm a salesman at Crest. Gosh. I was naked in there. You didn't see on the news? You didn't see me telling that man about the acrylic paints the other day? Mm-hmm. You know that had to have been on the news. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Or like the local newspaper or something. Like, Employee walks naked <laughs> to the store. Just like casually on the news channel. Breaking live. Sarah, naked, in the <laughs> craft store. Just Sarah. Taylor Courage, great lengths, news channel 5. <laughs> I guess we should also talk about the whole horse thing going on, because it is called Horse Girl. We haven't really emphasized. So, she likes horses, and 
she, I think it's her childhood horse gets sold to this new girl mm-hmm. who's, you know, riding it to compete or whatever. And Sarah is obviously super attached to her horse because it's literally her only friend. And she's like, hey, girl, have the same birthday as my horsey. Mm-hmm. And the new girl, like, doesn't really want anything to do with her. And it's not in a mean way. It's just Sarah kind of creeps her out. Yeah, because Sarah, the horse is kind of the only thing that reminds her of her childhood and, like, everything before everything bad happened. So, like, she's talking to the girl. She's like, you know, I, you know, um, I trained her to, like, ride uh, English, maybe not do Western. She's like, you know, I noticed you were, like, slouching and you were, like, looking down. You know, she really likes it when you're confident. And at first I thought, oh, she has a second job at the stable. Same. But, no, she's just, she just shows up. Mm-hmm. Like, because she really cares about this horse. And I feel bad because, like, that's an attachment to a pet. I guess. I don't know why she couldn't keep it. I, guess. I don't know why she couldn't just visit when people weren't riding. Yeah. Or, like, why couldn't Gary just buy it and just keep it for her? Gary's rich. Or maybe she shouldn't have spent all that money at the plumbing and spent it buying back her horse. Maybe she should have just went to the Home Depot, fixed up those walls, saved a couple bucks. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But she's really attached to this horse. The stable people always have to tell her to like go like you gotta leave can't Debbie be here. wouldn't let her have a horse though let's be real Debbie yeah. would not but let like, her have a horse but you can have a horse but like keep it in the stable I guess Debbie would be like I'm sick of you tracking in hay in the house <laughs> um you're always eating hay for breakfast <laughs> you're always dirtying up our floor with your little horse boots your yeah. little equestrian attire and there's this one scene which it does kind of feel out of place but I mean, I wish they did something more. I th- I wish they did something more with the whole horse concept. Because it was just kind of there. But she goes and visits a friend. Um, I guess a childhood friend she used to ride horses with. And then it looks like something tragic happened. Uh, th- horse probably threw her off. I keep spinning. I'm very sorry. Um, and the girl obviously ends up with brain injuries to where she can't remember. She looks like she has short-term memory loss. Was that what that is? I would assume so. Because she kept asking, like, do you have a boyfriend? And she does seem like she's kind of behind um, on her development and all that. Um, but, you know, Sarah's, like, all, you know, that's where she was, like, Sarah's a, genuinely a nice person. You know, she's she cares about her friends. Because Sarah can probably, like, relate or whatever. Mm-hmm. For Sarah, that friend is probably the easiest person to talk to because they're almost on the same level. Yeah. Whereas, like, Debbie isn't really her friend. Mm-hmm. Debbie's, like, her roommate. That's why I'm, like... She talked about where Gary leaves when she's 16, but Gary is always obviously still in her life, kind mm-hmm. of. He still cares about her. He even said, like, I know I'm not around a lot, but I'm trying. And she's just... She seems fine with it. But I'm like, why can't he help more? Because he, he obviously can see, like, something's going on with her. And he pops in, like, once in the movie. He might not know what to do, because the whole, like, her mom's mental illnesses might be what drove him away in the first place, mm. and that might be something that scares him. Yeah. Well, he even asked, like, oh, you're not going through all this, like, Grandma did, or whatever, did you? Because that seemed like it scared him more. Also, she keeps making these little yarn cross thingies, which I think I made one of those in elementary school in a class, and, like, what are those called? Does anyone know? I don't know. I thought, well, at first I thought she had, like, a dream catcher, but that's not it. Like, if you know what I'm talking about out there, it's when you take the popsicle sticks and you cross them, and then you take the yarn and you, like, weave it around, and it makes this, like, diamond kind of shape. 
What are those called? Like, I made one once in, like, kindergarten or something. She made one for her horse. I didn't make one for my horse. (laughs) I don't remember why we made I think they were, like, Christmas ornaments or something. But um, she gets admitted to the hospital, and she talks to... Who was she? Uh, her social worker. His name's Ethan. And who apparently talked to her three weeks before, and she doesn't remember any of it. Like, for her, this is their first time meeting ever. Yeah, this is obviously where it shows, like, she's obviously having a break from reality. And it's, like, a bad one. Because mm-hmm. you can obviously, like, you could be, like, dozing off or, like, just looking away. And somebody's like, hello, I was talking to you. And you're like, oh, sorry about that. But it, it wouldn't even last for that long. But for her, she's, like, completely out of it. Like, she's just on her own time. And it makes you question, like, how long has this been going on? Yeah. What's the deal? What's real and what's not? Because we're all seeing it from her perspective. But Ethan, gotta give it to the man. He's good at his job. Because Mm -hmm. when she was talking about all, you know, the cloning and the aliens and the I'm my grandma, like, well, he is saying, like, you know... I believe that all of that is real for you, that you were telling your truth, but I've got to be honest, I am skeptical about the cloning and everything. Like, it makes them feel, it, it's a way to make your patients feel better, but not encouraging it. It's like you're validating their feelings and what they've said, but you're not saying that it's true. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, she is still, like, real confused. Like, she don't know what's going on. Yeah, and she admits that she has, like, her anxiety levels at a 10, but her depression levels at a 1, which is, again, the ho- a whole sign of psychotic break, or not break, but depression. Just, like, denying Yeah, the more you de- the more you deny it, the more you're stepping away from reality. Um, so, because the whole, the whole thing at first, I was like, she doesn't have, it doesn't seem like she has depression, but, like, once you think about it, like, she obviously does, but she doesn't want to like she doesn't want to admit it um but she goes to bed in her new room her new cozy little white room with her new non-debbie roommate yeah um and she like if she's going through a big break like this is probably her biggest break yet so she's basically just going around the neighborhood she's going by everybody she's seen um she's wrapping herself in these new clothes that the craft store she visits the plumbing man in his home she goes home and sees Debbie but instead it's the girl who is in her dreams mm-hmm. um, she sees Darren again and you can tell it's not real because Darren is not skeptical he's not afraid of her and at they all they are busting it open but then like it, he kind of goes off screen and then he goes on screen again and it's the Darren from the TV show because mm-hmm. of the beard and then later on they be you know doing the thing and then they be sewing together <laughs> the sewing had me cracking up and then she goes into her white dream space again where she actually sees aliens and that scene was scary yeah it was weird um she sees this tilted what is that tilted thing they kept talking about oh it's like um what did they say it was like a bridge or like a, it was a ramp a ramp what's it what's the deal with that i don't know i think it's just a random thing that like that was identifiable for the both of them but like in the dream sequence these like aliens it They look like what I can only imagine, like, a sleep paralysis demon looks like. I've never had sleep paralysis, knock on wood. I don't want to experience that. You know, I have, um, I had a, a, I had a sleep paralysis event a 
think it was two weeks ago. And that was the first time I saw a sleep paralysis demon. I've never had one before. I cannot have that happen to me. That's the first time. And the thing was, when it happened, my mouth was open. Like, I, it was just like, and I was trying to scream, but I couldn't. And then I would try to close it, and I could feel my jaw just, like, crunching and breaking. It was horrible. I'm uh, too fragile for that. That's the thing with sleep paralysis. You can't, you, you, like, you're trying to ask for help, but nothing comes out. How long did it last? Uh, well, it felt like 15 minutes, but it probably, I don't know how long it Ooh, no, I can't. Me and Sarah are too fragile for that. Yeah. That's the thing. I think I was dealing with time. <laughs> but, like, the sleep paralysis demon aliens are, like, yeah. t- turning these people back and forth. Yeah, they're obviously going through the process of cloning. If you've never seen cloning before, here's the process. And they have these long, like, scratchy fingers. And it's, like, and it shows, like, where her bruise, like, she has some bruised up, mm-hmm. like, her entire torso on her right side is bruised up, entire, her entire leg. Um, and it's showing where the aliens are, like, slapping her or something. But, like, the scratch on the wall, I'm like, what if Sarah's an alien? Because, like, those finger things are obviously what it's doing. Mm-hmm. And then, um, she kind of, I think she just steps out of that dream, and she wakes up in her, um, Roommate. I was like, I was like, what the what's the word for that? Her roommate's bed in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And the roommate's like, what are you doing here? Yeah, and it's the same girl from the dream, which I couldn't tell if she was real or not. Can't either. I. I, don't I know. think she was, because in the end, Sarah's like, "Why are you here?" And the girl's like, "I don't want to talk about that with you." Yeah, but like they saw the same thing. Like they were going through the same thing. So that's what made me skeptical if she was real or not. I'm assuming, like, whatever Sarah was going through is, like, the real deal, at least towards the end, when she finally is like, oh my god, I'm not a clone, I am my grandma. Yeah. I think the girl, the girl is definitely real, because she probably saw her at some point, but whenever the girl was like, you saw the ramp too, you saw all this, I think that was just Sarah making that up in her head. I don't know. I'm on the fence. I can't, I just can't tell, like, because Ethan is like, what's the name of this, like, patient that you're talking to, or whatever, and she's like, Ethan's like, I want you to get advice from me, not from other patients, and Sarah's like, shut up, Ethan, I know who I am, I am my grandma, and it's kind of beautiful. I just don't, I, again, I don't know, because if she was real, that means they are sharing the same experience, which could justify more of what Sarah's doing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like every experience for people who go through this are unique. She's the same person. She's just traveling, like, through different periods of time. It's like with the ending scene where she goes and gets the horse and she'd be, like, levitating off the ground or whatever. I say, girl, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she ends up, like, dressing up like her grandma in her grandma's dress. And she goes and steals the horse. And then she goes up, being, accepting, being abducted by the aliens. I just assumed that that last scene was, like, real. Okay, I, hmm, okay, so I thought that, too. I, when that happened, I was like, okay, there's obviously something going on. But I think that's her way of, I think that was her killing herself, I think. But, like, you, it was shown off screen, because she took her shoes off. I, I assume, like, she took her shoes off to, like... I don't know if there was, like, a lake nearby and she was trying to drown herself. Or, I don't know. Because the horse just eats and is, like, not faced. Yeah. 
I don't know. Does she have contact with the aliens? <laughs> or maybe that's her accepting, like, her issues. I have no idea. I don't know. Because I, I tried looking up online, like, the ending, but it's so... It, it just came out last night mm-hmm. that there's nothing... There's no theories or anything. I think it's very open to interpretation, like, the ending. Which, I do like endings like that, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like, ugh, I need an answer. I feel like this is what Brie Larson wanted Unicorn Store to be. Yeah, that's how I felt. Because I liked this movie. Mm-hmm. I really, I did. I love these types of movies where you, you don't know what's going on, really. Anything that has to do with, like, time and space. Pretty cool. That's my genre mm-hmm. right there. Because it's just, time is so crazy. Like, mm-hmm. the way it works is, like, because when she just, like, looks over at the clock and you're kind of like, whoa. Mm-hmm. What is real? And because she's an unreliable narrator, like, we don't see through the eyes of anybody else during this movie so we don't know mm-hmm. what's happening and what's not happening and you just kind of have to trust Sarah throughout the whole thing yeah that's the thing because some some people who write they're like you can't have an unreliable narrator I'm like but I think that's more fun mm-hmm. that's what I do with my short story for my class but that's the thing like I just showed you one of the critiques and I just didn't I one of them they just didn't get it I'm like that's the thing you have an unreliable narrator. You don't know what's going to happen. You sh- you don't have to have a clear ending all the time. Is anyone a reliable narrator, though? That's the thing. You know no. what I mean? Like, when it's through your eyes, no matter, like, how mentally sound you are and everything, you're always going to have your, your bias side. on it yeah. and you're this, you're that. Like, through my eyes it might look like oh this person is so rude but through someone else's eyes it sees that same person they won't see that like everyone has a different perspective like you and I could go into the gas station right now and like have this see the same people and saying this but you and I would just have two different perspectives like I could be looking at this thing you could be looking at that thing you could miss this this and this and I can miss that it's just that's just how it is it's just you know Allison she did it she did it on him. I knew I liked Allison Brie before. I think I read that she wrote this. I think. Did she now? I could be wrong, though. Let me... Is she our new favorite Brie in Hollywood? I mean... Is Captain America, like... Captain America... What is, what is her name? Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel. <laughs> she would have been a good Captain Marvel, kind of. She has that blonde hair for it. Allison's just out here mm-hmm. slaying the game. Yeah, she co-produced and co- uh, co-wrote... Okay, Allison. I'm, I'm here for it. Okay, She's a really good actor. She is. Yeah. She's on Glow. I haven't watched it, but I've heard good things. Mm-hmm. Um, Glorious Ladies of Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I've seen her in something else before. I don't know. I can't remember. But she's really good. Debbie's good at um, playing uh, unlikable characters. <laughs> Literally. When, okay, there was one part where all I could think of was Patty. What was it? There was, like, one scene. I can't remember what it was. I just remember Debbie walking away, being like, what the heck? And I was saying, like, Patty, Bledel, is that you, girl? I, um, it got me thinking of Insatiable again and just how much I want to watch the third season. Because even though it's not a good show, it's so entertaining. It's so addictive. And I'm, I'm so ready for all our shows to come out. That's the good thing about fall. That's what everything starts that, coming out. That's the that's the season to be yeah. alive. I don't know if Thirteen Reasons Why is coming out this. I hope so. I I hope. I think the next season is supposed to be the last. I know. Yeah, which 
a part of me is happy about, but also sad, sad about. Because three dinners will always be my guilty pleasure. I mean, we reviewed it on this. Uh, we reviewed the second season first. Mm-hmm. The podcast wow. didn't exist during the. Maybe we should go back. Maybe we should. I'm not mad at it. They finally cut out that awful scene. Oh, the bathtub scene. That I remember when I first watched that. That was like. T- that's one of the scenes that's, like, too hard for me to watch. Think about it. There are going to be people that have never even seen that scene that don't even know exists. Good for you. Good for you. I, there's just something about, like, wrists in general that, like, Ooh. like, I can't. I don't think, I think it was wrong for them to show that. I know they wanted, like, us to see the brutal reality, but I'm sorry. There's just, it was, it was too much. But I don't think they did it for shock value. I will no, say that. No, no. Because some shows would definitely do it to be like, <gasps> You know, mm-hmm. and I think they did it with good intentions. It just didn't really settle well with people. They just could have done it differently. My thing is, they took so long to take it off because it. Uh, they took it off last year, and it came out in twenty seventeen. That show's always gonna get flagged. I don't know. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's still my show though. It's just a dictate. I'm gonna have to re memorize everybody's names. Well, like <laughs> some I, people are like Riverdale stands. I'm a thirteen reason stand. <laughs> just never admit to that to people because like, they will automatically think you you're not supportive of mental illness. Someone asked me about thirteen reasons like during finals week last semester, and I was like talking about it because this person had never seen it, but he I think he said him and his brother they watch. Riverdale all the time because like it's so bad but like I can't stop mm-hmm. and I'm like oh that's me with 13 reasons I'm like oh I love it <laughs> oh Riverdale people are just a whole I feel like um those are the people who still think John Green is you know the superior author. <laughs> <laughs> but am I wrong like oh my god am I wrong <laughs> those are two very different genres though but you know once you get grow into an adult and but you still think John Green books are the best books sometimes I wish I was still 17 <laughs> that I still lived in like that kind of life it's like how I transitioned from Harry Potter to Game of Thrones you just turned it's just more graphic did I transition to anything um you know I think it's like I transitioned I from Twilight to Harry Styles you know, relatable. Relatable teen things. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I can't. I can't. No. Okay, so, out of, mm, let me think. Okay, out of a baker's dozen. Okay. <laughs> what would you give this movie? Um, I will give it a ten. Okay. Yeah. Not a 10 out of a 10, but you know. A 10 out of a 13? Yeah. Um, how about you? You know, because this is a concept album, I will give it... I was going to give it a 9.5. I really liked it. I don't know how rewatchable it is. It's not rewatchable, because I think this is one thing you can only watch once. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you can rewatch it just to see the you little You do tidbits. pick up on yeah. new things. Because last night when I was watching it, I was like half asleep. I was not really paying attention, and this morning, the fabric thing, when I, was, when I saw yeah. it, I was like, oh my god. Yeah, it's one of those movies you can only experience once. Like, you want to experience it again, but you just can't. Mm-hmm. Any movie that kind of has, like, mystery elements that unfold, it's hard to revisit them, unless you've waited a significant amount of time mm-hmm. and you don't remember anymore. But I would give it a solid nine and a half. I would recommend it. I think it's good. Yeah. If you had to choose between this and Unicorn Store... This, this, even though it only has sixty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, why? I feel a little shocking. 
I don't know. And I was reading reviews, and some of them gave gave it like three out of five stars, which I kind of get. Like, when you only have like five stars, you you know you kind of limited. Um, I don't know. I think some people said that it kind of fell through, like a little. It just fell apart a little bit. But I think that's the point. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to fall apart. I don't think it's meant to have like a strong, like beginning, middle, end. Like I think it's meant to kind of. I think it was more of like a character driven the thing is like they love critics love character driven stories but once they get one like this they just don't want it because it's not a story that like I don't want to say it doesn't mean anything but it's like not a story that has like clear resolution and everything and like there's not really a whole lot of like development but I'm cool with it yeah I'm I'm I think it's one of Netflix's better movies. Agree. I mean, I still haven't finished The Irishman. Probably never will. I know everybody and their mother's talking about it. But three and a half hours long. My goodness. Ain't nobody got time for that. No. It's the same white guys and Martin Scorsese movies. I'm sorry. Like, it's the same The King cast that we've seen before. <laughs> they're they're very talented actors, but I see, Martin Scorsese is just... He, I'm sorry. It's just a lot of his movies are the same. Like Scorsese. I, it's all like Italian, Irish, you know... Gangbuster, <laughs> the Canadian men. Please don't come for me. I, I like Martin Scorsese. He's just, I don't know. I got thirty minutes in the movie, and that was about it. I'll I'll never make it that far, and that's okay because I don't think I should I should have either. <laughs> I'm living in my John Green fantasy land. So, do you? Th- okay, this is really random. Do you think they're gonna do a second season of? What did we watch? <laughs> what what, oh, what what? Looking for Alaska. I don't know how they would. Oh, you know they'd find a way. They did for 13 Reasons. I mean, I think with 13 Reasons it was different, though. Because me trying to justify 13 Reasons. (laughs) (laughs) They could make 10 seasons of that show and I would still watch it. But um, We'd be the only people watching. You know there wasn't that many for for the third season. I, the third season, I ain't gonna lie, it was one of my favorites. Like, was it questionable? Yes. Except for, um, what's her name? Amara. Oh my god, Ani. Ani. I'm out of what? It's problematic. But, okay, here's the deal. With 13 Reasons, it kind of ended more, like, ambiguously. Like, I remember reading the book when I was, like, 14 or 15, and, like, Hannah died, but, like, we never knew the aftermath of the tapes being out. So, season two made sense. Like, a lot of people gave it, like, they were like, ooh, but, like, I wanted to know the aftermath. Yeah. And then season three, the whole, like, trying to justify Bryce unnecessary but I did like the season I like the season I don't know if it worked with the story mm-hmm. so much like if I know they're doing a fourth season but like what would what happened at the end of the third season uh, we find out that Zach killed Bryce but didn't someone else admit that they did it or something I have to revisit it I don't remember I guess they're gonna deal with that but the whole thing they were just trying to show that like you know quote unquote bad people still have good elements, which I don't know how I feel about promoting that message, but you know, say la vie. But I'm still excited for season four. I think it was more of just like they're trying to show see, I don't want to justify it either, but I I know what you're getting at. Like oh, I hate saying it, but it's like they're trying to show that Bryce wasn't all bad, yeah. but like the bad still is is worse than the good. Like everybody has multiple sides, kind of thing. Like nobody's one hundred percent evil, but one hundred percent good. I think it should show that, but not also justify it. Mm-hmm. You know, which I think you could do if done right. Yeah, I think they do it with Bryce, kind of. 
I think maybe it was okay. There were some things that I was like, Ugh. yeah, I'm not really sure. The whole Ani Bryce thing hated it. That was so weird. I knew it was gonna happen, but I didn't want it to happen. And Ani tried to say that Jessica was sleeping with Bryce. I was like, you're disgusting. Ani trying to get in everybody's business, but she didn't belong there. I hope someone like jumps her in the next season. I hope someone maybe she's the next victim. <laughs> Who killed Ani? <laughs> Who's the next victim? And everybody's like, who? Who? Who's this? Oh, that girl. Oh, <laughs> Miss Nosy? Okay. And we're going to get that, what's that girl's name? She was like the extremely progressive one. Casey? <laughs> no. She's the worst character. I hate this kind of character just because it's like, it reflects horribly on people who are like that. Oh, Casey. Baby girl. Or wait, baby girl, baby them? I don't know. I don't... I think it's them. I know the actor that plays Casey uses they, them pronouns. Then I think it would just... Because, I mean... We're trying not to be ignorant, y'all. Let's just stick with them just to be safe. Yeah, but Casey... I can't, baby, I can't. Yeah. Mm, Any more Netflix... Netflix news? Stranger Things might come out next year, not this year. Not excited, to be quite honest. I also heard that I think this is going to be the last season of Stranger Thank Things. Thank God. But I could be wrong. <laughs> Stranger Things, honestly, someone tra- tried to say that it should have ended after season one. I could justify season two. Um, I got into, into some heat at, um, in one of my classes because we were talking about Stranger Things, and I said that, like, and I said the same thing where, like, Stranger Things wants the superior one. Season two was fine, but I don't think it was necessary. Season three, horrible. Because somebody said, I actually really like season three. And I'm like, okay, cool. Here's my opinion. And, ooh, they did not like that. I think we all have to just respect that everyone has different opinions on yeah. stuff. Like, some shows, it's not that they're god-awful, but when some shows get dragged out to a certain point, it's like, it needs to end. I mean, you know why they uh, they dragged it out. I mean, they made so much money. And they tried to really capitalize in season three on, like, the whole 80s nostalgia thing. Like, they really... Like, the first two seasons, it seemed kind of, like, organic and natural. Mm-hmm. But the third season, they're like, hey, in case you forgot, we're, we're in the 80s. 80s. Let's play mm-hmm. music yeah. every two seconds. Mm-hmm. Like, and it wasn't necessary. My thing is, I hope they do some type of time jump. Because these kids are getting older. And it's going to be two more years. Like, you can't just do, like, next year. Mm-hmm. It's the next year, 1987. Is that the next year? I'm not even sure. It's either it would it would either be 86 or 87. But um, there's this whole thing because the new Black Widow movie that um, David Harbour's in. He is Russian in that movie, and he's like he was like stuck in this prison, mm-hmm. and everybody's making this serial like, oh, there's Hopper stuck in the Russian prison. He's a new, he's the Russian Captain America. Oh my god. I want to know, like, okay, let me make a pitch really quick. I think Stranger Things, if they were were to go back in time, not like Sarah, but really, and made it an, an anthology. I remember we talked about that one time, and I, I like that. That would have been cooler. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe do a different decade each season. Yeah, I'm just worried how closely it would be related to American Horror Story. Yeah. American Horror Story has gone downhill. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. It, it, it stopped being good, like, a long time ago. Now, am I still going to watch, like, every season? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's how I am with The Walking Dead. Is it not, is it, like, the best? No. Is it even that good? Not really. But, you know, I'm attached to these characters. It's like, I can't stop now. We're too, yeah. we're too deep in. I'm attached to three characters because the rest of them, I don't care. See, the thing about American Horror Story, you can't even be attached to a character because it's not the same yeah. characters each season. I guess it's just more of the, you know, I've been watching this a really long time. I'm attached to the cast and I'm attached to the vibe, but it makes me sad that it's not good anymore. That's how I am with Walking Dead again. I'm, because my dad even asked me, he's like, is The Walking Dead still on? And I, I literally went like, yeah. I'm still watching it. My I just, grandparents watch it. Thing is, it got better after two seasons, but not that. Like, season seven and eight were just not good. Season nine, it picked up, but they lost the main character. They lost another main character. And this season, they're losing another main character. So we basically only have, like, two OG characters left. They're in the Grey's Anatomy boat. They are, because um, I told you... What's his name? Um, the guy who played... I can't even remember his name. Alex. Alex. He's leaving. Mm-hmm. And Ellen Pompeo, she talks about leaving all the time. And I'm like, when she leaves, nobody... It has to end. Yeah. I think the only reason people would stick around is either for uh, Jesse Williams, who plays Dr. Avery. I mean... Or, like, Miranda. Miranda and or Richard. Richard. Because those are, like, the three everybody loves. I think they'll spin it off. Like, I know they already have private practice, but I feel like they'll do something else. Yeah. And they have that firefighter spinoff. They have yeah. another spinoff, too, I think. Shonda, give me some new material. Shonda, she... Okay, her material was a, was really good in high school. Like, How to Get Away with Murder, that was my show. The first season of How oh. to Get Away with Murder is something else. I think I got through one and a half seasons, because I think... The, one of the main characters, it wasn't um, Viola De- Davis's character, but, like, the main, like, college student. I think he was supposed to be, like, dead. He, he like, he died at the end of the second season, and I never got through it, but I knew he died anyways. Like, they didn't really keep it a secret that well. I didn't... Fit. I, th- I think I just stopped after one season because I kind of forgot about it. And then, like, shows like Scandal and stuff, I just never got invested in Scandal. I tried. I never got into Scandal... Um, somebody even talked about in class the other day how good Scandal was, and I was like, I don't know. My friend Taylor used to love Scandal, but, like, I just, it was never, like, I tried to watch it a few different times, and it just wasn't for me, but I just want some new shows. I really do. Mm-hmm. Like, Supernatural's ending, and I'm way, 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 way behind on that show, and then... I think the problem is, a lot of good shows are on HBO, HBO is fifteen dollars so a month. Expensive. Fifteen dollars. That is nuts. And I feel like I can't justify paying that much for like entertainment. Like it's not something that's a necessity. I would feel like I have to watch it every single day if I'm paying for that, but I can't do that. I neglect accounts all the time. Like mm. Netflix, I will leave her in the dust for months, and then like same thing with Amazon Prime because I'll for- I forget that I have Prime yeah. Video. That's how I am. Like I use Amazon Prime like shipping wise. Like I'm like, oh yeah, I have the. Yeah. streaming service too and Netflix has gone up mm-hmm. that's the thing Netflix TV shows they just mm-mm. some of them I like some they're are okay like the ones we watch on the podcast like those are fine for the most part yeah um the movies trash yeah I can't wait for all the right places I'm ready to be in a good mood I wish it was already out just to <laughs> be in a good mood listen if you ever use mama doll's Hulu account 
Like, I think you need to just look at Shrill and Dollface. Just for, I feel like Dollface especially. Because it's oh, like, cause <laughs> my name is Doll. I was even making that connection. But Dollface, like, the aesthetic of it, it's like magical realism almost. Yeah. Because y'all don't care about this. And it's got, what's her name? Kat Dennings. Oh, From really? Two Broke Girls. I must said New Girl. Two Broke Girls. Yeah. And it's got Shay Mitchell from you and Pretty Little Lies. Oh. It's got Brenda Song. What? It's a star studded cast. Oh my gosh. It is such a fun show. And then Shrill has Eddie Bryant. Hmm. Okay, I'll I'll look into them. Wow. What an adventure. What a time to be alive. Yeah. I really want to just keep talking about it. But you know, we can't be doing that. We can't. We can't. We can't. Can't. Sorry, guys. You're not going to be let in on the rest of this conversation. No way. No. I'll never tell. <laughs> oh, wait. Is it time to make a quiz? Oh, yeah, it is. Think you're a horse girl? This quiz will be the judge of that. If there's a horse girl in there, we're going to find it. By Bethany Janie, a community contributor. That's such a horse name. Thank you, Bethany. Bethany. <laughs> Bethany. It's like Sarah, Abigail. <laughs> Those are just horse names, you know what I mean? You know, when I get a horse, it's going to be named Bethany, Sarah, <laughs> Abigail. I saw the weirdest spelling of Abigail the other day. It was like A-B-E-G-A-E-L or something like that. And that's why millennials having children. <laughs> um, anyways, did you eat hay for breakfast? <laughs> that's a secret. I'll never tell. XOXO. Barrel jump. <laughs> Every day. All caps. Duh. Or ew. What the... Gross? I guess I gotta go with the ew. What the... Gross. I'm gonna go for that's a secret I'll never oh, tell. Oh, okay. Mysterious. Is it yes? Is it no? We don't know. Do you have red hair? <laughs> okay. Is that a common trait among... I didn't know that that was. <laughs> Born with it. Does strawberry blonde count? I'm getting it dyed next week. Or nope, not red at all. The I'm getting it dyed next week girl is ready to be a horse girl. She said I'm ready to make that transition. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to make that jump. It's 2020. Yep. Um, nope, not red at all. I, I mean, you know, I, I purposefully dye my hair darker than it is <laughs> to cover up those red undertones. So maybe I was secretly a horse girl. We yeah. don't know. Um, do you bite your friends to show love? <laughs> Who doesn't? Ooh, I don't want to say that. Snarl. Grr. <laughs> tried once, but got reported. <laughs> or biting is for food. Something's going on here. Did a horse girl make this quiz? I mean, I guess I gotta go with the last one. I hate all of these. I'm who gonna, doesn't, really? I'm just gonna go with who doesn't, you know? Yeah. Like, who, who doesn't? Yeah. Like, when you're lying about a band that you don't listen to. Who doesn't? Who doesn't love Wes Anderson movies? <laughs> Who doesn't love Selena Gomez? Who doesn't love Quentin Tarantino movies? Who doesn't love Pulp Fiction? Mm-mm. Who doesn't have a poster of it hanging up in your bedroom? Who doesn't want to marry a film minor? Wow. 
Just kidding. <laughs> um, do you live on a ranch? I live in the suburbs. <laughs> Dr. Phil sent me to a ranch once. <laughs> I own three in my state. Dang, rich. Can you say privileged? I stay there in the summer. Both of those last ones are privileged. Okay. So, let me get this straight. So, if you don't live on a ranch, you automatically live in the suburbs. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Rural thing- communities? Never heard of them. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I live in the suburbs. I also live in the suburbs. I've never met Dr. Phil, but I would love to. Yeah. I don't want to get diagnosed by Dr. Phil. No. Have you seen the inside of his house? Yes, I have. And it's weird. It's crazy. It's, it's definitely not Dr. Phil. Who did the decor? I need to know. Kourtney Kardashian. Or Kanye West. Or Bobby from Queer Eye. <laughs> Are you homeschooled? Duh. Homeschool is the best school. No. I'm starting homeschool this year. My parents said no. Me in middle school? Uh, me too. I want to so, be homeschooled so bad. So I'm going to say that. My parents said no. You know, I did a semester online in college, and I would never go back to that, so I'm going to have to go with no. Mm. Do you have a horse? The ultimate question. I mean, if you don't have one, you're a fake fan. No, I don't know how to take care of a freaking horse. I can't afford one. I have one down at the ranch, or Obvi. I have four. I don't know how to take care of a freaking horse. (laughs) My granddad would always say I couldn't get a horse because we didn't have enough land. So I'm going to go with (laughs) I can't afford one. Do you watch the news? Yeah, every morning, said the journalism major. Ah! Like the Saddle Club newsletter? Oh my god. No, but my mom tells me about it, or I read articles sometimes. I guess I'll say I read articles sometimes. I am going to go with, like, the Saddle Club newsletter, because that show slapped. If you never watched the Saddle Club on Discovery Kit, Discovery Kit. Discovery. (laughs) You're missing out. It was the best show ever. The horse girl just popped out of you. I mean, hey. Are you a Swifty? Stan, but I like her old music better. I like some of her songs. Swifty tings. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, a what? Um, okay, here's the thing. I'm not a Stan as much as I was when I was younger, but I do like her old music better. <laughs> So I don't know. I guess I'll just say Stan, but I like her old music better. I'm going to go with I like some of her songs. I had a little brief Stan moment Mm -hmm. in like sixth grade. Yeah. Who didn't? Who didn't love Mm T-Swizzle? How often do you ride horses? Every day. As often as possible. Never ridden a horse before. Or does a rocking horse count? Again, it's like I've ridden a horse once. Same. So I don't know what to pick. I guess, does a rocking horse count? I'm going to go with as often as possible. That one time was the yeah. only time that was possible. How do you walk? Um, like everyone else? Seriously? What the is going on here? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that I had to read. I'm still trying to master my gallop. Walk, I gallop everywhere. I trot sometimes, but I get funny I looks. I trot sometimes. It's a trot. Listen. <laughs> I'd be speed walking, not gonna lie. I don't think I walk like everyone else because I get real insecure sometimes, but um, I'm gonna go with, 
I trot sometimes, but I get funny That's looks. That's what I was going to Because as a kid, that was the speediest way to get mm-hmm. around, but I was not a horse girl. Let me make that clear. I don't know. You'd be, you be sounding like one. I think I was, like, on the cusp of horse girl. Oh, my goodness. What did you get? Wanna be horse girl. <gasps> That's what I got. You're a fake horse girl. Your devotion to horses is only you trying to be cool. So you can fit in with the other HGs. Oh, my God. But real horse girls can sniff out a fake in an instant. Why is this giving me um, Dance Moms OG? (laughs) Real Kellys can sniff out Bad Moms in an instant. Mm. And that's on Christy. (laughs) And that's on Holly. Mm. And that's on Hollywood. And that's on Abby Lee Dance Company. And that's on My Kindle (laughs) Care. I don't have another one. And that's what I hope she's okay. <laughs> um, let's think. Mm. And that's on poor Bren being bullied by adults every single day. And that's on I just want to organize. Just want to organize. <laughs> Madison, you get back here. Oh my god. And that's on I just want to sit on the couch and eat chips I was going to say that! Wait, do you remember that episode where Abby like made her do a dance over that? Yes. And then... Mackenzie knew the line correctly, and Abby was like, "That's not right, you're you little smart a." And Mackenzie's over here like crying, and Melissa Melissa had her moment. She's like, "Don't be calling my daughter that. I know so much stuff." And this was when Abby was getting some real. Mm-hmm. And you they know. played back the original clip, mm-hmm. and Maxie, she was right. Mm, Maxie, Maxie, the TikToker now. I did not know she was a TikToker. She is. A, she has a lot of followers, like sixty million, something like that. What's it like to be famous? I don't know. Ask Maxie. They're stars. They're just like us. I wonder if she likes being called Maxie. Probably not. Like I feel like maybe when she was younger, she's like, yeah, Maxie. It's like when Facebook people had those weird names. It would be like Jennifer Super Squad. <laughs> I was not a Facebook gal, just letting you know. I had one. It still exists, unfortunately. I need to delete it, but there's just something in me that won't. I don't know why. Because mm. I can't make an account now. Because mm. my last name is fictional, apparently. <laughs> You're like, that's not a real last name. I'm like, but it is. But anything can be a last name, if you believe hard enough. I can't help that my last name is an actual word. It's not my fault. Mm. It's not Johnson. It's not... Smith. It's Kuraj. It's not Doll. <laughs> it's not Gyllenhaal. Anyways, do we need to do the outro?